0: Midway between Nashville and Knoxville lies a little community called Muddy Pond. During September and October, you can smell the aroma of freshly made sorghum syrup being made by this family-run farm. We had the opportunity to visit last weekend and are excited to bring to today's table sorghum. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair.
1: Well, I continue to be schooled on doing research for this podcast. I don't I know. know. Do you too? It's
0: crazy. There's, I mean, I've always heard from the most wise of people in their old age they're still learners yeah I mean just embrace it so lifelong learning is a real thing so I I just thought when
1: I heard sorghum that it meant the syrup that's similar to a maple syrup or a molasses yes that is what sorghum is come to find out to us that is what it is yes to many I think okay well I'm glad you said that because I was like oh what I've always thought of just as the word sorghum is actually sweet sorghum or right. sorghum syrup. Right. Whereas sorghum is a grain.
0: Yes. That can be used for all different kinds of things. So if this were Jeopardy, we'd be saying, what is a grain of grass species? You know, or
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, there are many types of
0: sorghum. Yeah. So
1: I think we should just start there with yeah, our conversation. Let's, let's do. So there's grain sorghum forage sorghum biomass sorghum and sweet sorghum
0: okay so in layman's terms that's food for humans animal feed and ethanol
1: yes and then also the sweet. and
0: good for baking yes <laughs> and putting on biscuits warming up and putting on your biscuits
1: so the grain comes in red orange bronze tan white and black varieties
0: did That's, you know that? No, not before this. Again, like yeah, take it can be school. made.
1: It can be made into flour. Mm-hmm. It can be like a little pearled grain.
0: Yeah, I just think this is so it's, cool. It's the world's fifth most important cereal crop after rice, wheat, maize, and barley. Those are major crops. Yeah. I would so, never have thought. And sorghum. And sorghum. And it's so
1: important. It dry, it grows well in heat and dry conditions. Yes. So that's important even for the world. For sure. You know, poverty stricken areas that are hot, sorghum can grow and yes. they can eat it. Yes. Um, as a life source. Yes. Anyway, I, I was and amazed. It,
0: yeah. So it grows really tall. It looks like corn. It looks like corn. In and fact,
1: I've wondered now that I've seen it actually growing, oh, have I sometimes driven by and assumed it was corn when if
0: I looked a little closer? Right. It's actually sorghum. And it's been here in the U.S. for many years now. It was first recorded by Benjamin Franklin in 1757. Okay. Being so in it in the may United have been States, here longer. But, but it didn't but... originate here. Okay. But Asia yeah. and Africa, maybe? Or? Yes, okay. exactly. Originated in Africa. And now it's even in, like you were saying, subtropical regions of the world because it can grow in heat. Well, and it looks kind of similar. It looks
1: so much like corn. But the stalk actually looks a lot like sugar cane or bamboo Yeah. to me. Yeah,
0: so I, so I bet we've seen it a lot of times and just wrote it off as being... Corn.
1: I think the grain is sometimes called millet or milo as well. Oh, okay. I've heard of millet. Okay, and cereals and things like that. Anyway, um, the f- the forage sorghum is used <laughs> for feeding livestock or hay production.
0: Okay, I'm not even familiar with that at all.
1: I looked up how to say that word because I didn't. I was thinking of the French like the French fromage, so I was going to say forage, and I'm like, uh, look that up before you say it. It's forage. <laughs> so then I got tickled because I was thinking you could make forage porridge for your <laughs> for your cattle. <laughs> wow, forage porridge. Okay, biomass sorghum can reach twenty feet high. That's crazy, and it's used for ethanol and production of bioenergy. Yes.
0: How do you keep? And I don't even think they put stakes. Like it's just strong. Like it's we were that saying, strong like, like a, a bamboo. bamboo. So it's not going to eat your tomato plant steaks. It's a little bit, little bit taller than you that. Know, it'll it'll
1: grow so tall it'll sh- shadow, make shadows on your tomatoes. I was thinking about the grain sorghum. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to get to know that pearly grain better Okay. in cooking. Because one of the things I thought was so cool about that is it's very low in sodium and gluten free. Yes, yes. I never know how to do things for gluten-free eaters. Yes. And there's a lot, I think, that you could probably do with this sorghum grain. Okay. And even the sorghum flour. Yes. So I was thinking you could probably... We saw some, um, I've seen pancake mix Uh that is from sorghum. Okay. And then you could put sorghum on it,
0: like sorghum flour pancakes with sorghum on it. Gluten-free, that's very helpful for much of the population. would be really yummy.
1: There's lots of different, you know, salads, kind of like you think of like a couscous or something like that. Yeah. This pearly grain of sorghum could be used. Yes. Anyway, I know we're focusing on sweet, but I just... Thoughts and this is something I need Plant. to kind of play around with to maybe get more familiar with for cooking for gluten-free people. Yeah, sorghum.
0: Yes. And since I think so many people groups sorghum and molasses in just this category of brown syrup, yeah, I just wanted to briefly say
1: the that difference. there
0: are some differences. okay. And the taste and consistency difference would be that sorghum tends to be thinner. Yeah. Than molasses. And a little more sour in taste, the sorghum okay. would be. A little right. more sour than molasses. But the sorghum plant, which we've talked about, um, it spread throughout the American South due to its resilience against hot temperatures, which you said, and dry conditions. The syrup was then developed as a sugar and molasses alternative. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Sugar, molasses, then enters sorghum. Molasses, on the other hand, was um, it was brought to the U.S. from the Caribbean. Okay, okay that was okay. It. that was its molasses came up through the Caribbean, and which was the epicenter of the sugar cane industry. And Did they use it? It was used in rum production. Okay, is that, that, that where your sense. mind was going? Yeah, yeah. And so up until the 19th century, molasses was actually even more popular than sugar because it was cheaper.
1: Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So molasses is the byproduct of processing sugar cane into sugar. And sugar cane is stripped of its leaves and the juice is extracted from the cane by crushing or mashing. The juice is then boiled to concentrate it which produces the crystallization of sugar. And we're going to talk about the sorghum process a little later because we actually went and visited yes, a sorghum and I, mill. and
1: got to even taste that cane. I chewed on yes, it, remember? Yes.
0: Okay, well, I
1: would also say sorghum syrup ranges in different colors. It can be like a light amber color all the way to like a darker brown. Think of your bourbon spectrum. <laughs> That's right. So true. Yeah. The darker the color, to me, the more similar it is to molasses. Yes, agree.
0: Anyway. The kind we tasted was pretty light, didn't you think, in color?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the ways I've had sorghum before, sweet sorghum, that is so wonderful because you actually get the full flavor is just on a hot biscuit
0: Mm -hmm. with butter. Yes.
1: Yes. So um, if you have some... Sorghum and you want to let others experience that. Make some homemade biscuits, right? That's true. Put butter on
0: it. I mean, it can be used in other things, barbecue sauces and salad dressings. But Mm. if you want to just a very most basic sorghum, tasty experience on a hot biscuit, just get it it on a a hot biscuit. Well, there's a reason we wanted to talk about this right now, Mm -hmm.
1: and that is fall foods are so wonderful with sweet sorghum. Yes, in fact. I feel like a lot of the sorghum things just go with fall. Yeah, they do. Um, sorghum cookies. If you've ever had a molasses cookie, kind of reminds me of like mm-hmm. a ginger snap yes. situation kind yeah, of. Yeah,
0: not, not a soft
1: cookie, a little crunchier. A little warm, yeah. Um, a sorghum cookie is a great thing you can make. Um I've seen this used in pecan pies, which Ooh. I think is a fall food. Oh, I bet to that me. tastes so good. Yes, um, caramel corn It's okay. made with sorghum for sure in very the fall topping. Very fall. Um, we're gonna be coming into root vegetables soon, like turnips and things like that. You can oh, glaze you them glaze with them. sorghum.
0: Yum! Wow, that sounds really good.
1: Um. And then I've even seen these glazes used on like pork tenderloin or ribs. Yes, yes. And I saw a recipe that I want to try that was sorghum bacon vinaigrette.
0: Yum. Does that not
1: sound so good? So good. I mean, how can you go wrong when it's sweet and salty? That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah, I think there's a lot of chefs that are starting... To, well, not starting to, that have been integrating yeah. sorghum more into their menus as I've, well. Yes,
1: I've mentioned on this show before, Edward Lee, who's your favorite.
0: Been, he favorite. is a favorite.
1: Nominated for many times James Beard Award. Um, But he uh, uses sorghum a good bit. In yeah. fact, I was looking at an article... Um, where he mentioned he had actually never had sorghum until he moved to Kentucky. Okay. And Where he found beautiful women in bourbon, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so cute when he said that. But he said now he uses it on everything from ham to ice cream and Ooh. that he has basically stopped buying honey once he found sorghum.
0: Now that's a strong statement. I know. Cuz honey is I feel like a staple pantry item. I know,
1: but he says hardly ever buys it now that he's found sorghum because he uses it for the same things and he prefers the sorghum flavor. Wow. wow. So um
0: Anyhow. It makes it him a little special too, yeah. And his
1: restaurants are Louisville and Washington D.C., so he probably likes to kind of play up
0: the sure. southernness. Sure, yeah. Um, well, you found a fantastic place for us to visit. Should we talk about our trip to Muddy Pond?
1: Sure. Let's. So do it. it
0: was about a two-hour drive from where we live in Nashville, and this was just. This is such a pretty time of year anyway, because the leaves are starting on a journey. (laughs) But you exit at this just great classic small town called Monterey, Tennessee. Lots of animals that we pass by on farms and yeah, just beautiful Tennessee, classic Tennessee, I would say. Lots of ponds. Only one is named for the muddy Muddy pond. pond, but a lot of ponds. We first stopped and had lunch at the Country Porch. So adorable. It was a happening little spot. They had amazing bread. There are a lot of Amish Mennonite communities in this area, as well as just local farmers. And so the bread, y'all, was so, so good. And it was just one of those beautiful days. We sat outside at one of their many picnic tables (laughs) and playground um, for the kids to run
1: around and play. Yeah. Yeah. um, Just beautiful flowers on the porch. It was very sweet
0: now muddy pond claims to be home to the best sorghum and fried pies in the state did you know that because you bought a peach fried pie i
1: said i, I think they're known for fried pies you so i know did so know much that.
0: okay so we had a peach fried pie along with our yummy sandwich and it was good it was Which very good
1: i am now remembering i left a half of a fried pie in your thing of your
0: car oh my
1: gosh so it's been in
0: there overnight but that's okay You'll have to let me know what thing you're talking about after the show. <laughs> so, yeah, you can you can stay in Muddy Pond. There's cabin rentals Be in fun. this area. But when I'm saying Muddy Pond, it's actually just kind of this little...
1: You use the word village, and I'm like, that's what it is. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, it wasn't all walkable. We kept moving in the car from spot to spot because, you know, the general store and the restaurant were pretty close to each other, but there's not like a shoulder a- or sidewalk to walk on, no. and the mill is even further down the road. So There's a
1: leather shop. Like, yeah, you would really need to be in the car. Yeah. Well, how would you have gotten there anyway? So, yeah, you're right. in the car. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I know, but it's, I like to just describe or have people yes. get a visual. Like, are you For just sure. driving to this one place?
1: And then you walk and then everywhere. And you're walking around now.
0: everywhere. No. But you can, when you go to the sorghum mill, you can taste the syrup while it's still warm. You can, um, oh, it's so cute on their website. They're just so proud. You can hear the train whistle blow as the wood-fired steam locomotive boiler makes the steam that boils the juice down to syrup. Like, they're just so proud. That's I love awesome. it. Uh, you can purchase some to take home with you there.
1: And they even had, I, I did not purchase a lot of this stuff because I just felt like I needed to be mindful of health issues yes, too yes. but they had the sorghum cookies the caramel corn all the wonderful fall things um all different sizes of sorghum that yeah. you could purchase from really really small could like fit in a stocking yes to big gallon yeah. kind of containers yeah. I, that would only be for a restaurant i would think for sure um but yeah, and still lollipops warm. for the kids that were sorghum,
0: all kinds of things. My 3-year-old didn't care for that, but <laughs> I think he was just expecting some a different taste. Yes. I think that threw him when he tasted a lollipop that wasn't cherry. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all of this was still warm, like hot off Literally, the press, yeah, as they say. But yeah, this is family run, and so this all started in the mid 60s. When okay. John and Emma, I think you say their name Günther. Okay, I might be butchering that, but they started their um, operation, um, and then actually formed or uh, formed the operation in the early '80s. Well, and I'm then- tickled with that you said it started in the '60s because I'm like this is like a hippie
1: commune. We called it a village, but <laughs> that's so true. Let's face it; it's like an Amish.
0: Yeah, like they hippie were they were they were making the sorghum and sharing it amongst themselves in the '60s. You're exactly right, and the operation kind of formalized in the '80s. Some so. other hippie decided to open a leather shop up the road, and somebody else so was true. making yeast bread. Yes, and- wow, what a picture of the times, right? And now people are coming in and. It's now a tourist attraction, which I'm sure they never dreamed. There was even the
1: fire department. The volunteer fire department was having a barbecue
0: on the same road we drove in on. Yes, their annual barbecue where there were kids sitting up top on on top top of of the fire trucks. A kid's dream, right? I mean,
1: I wanted to climb up there. Totally, I saw a lot of cowboy hats on boys, and um, yeah, it's pretty neat little community that got going.
0: Well, they have lots of family that's involved in the business down to even grandchildren that are working at the mill. The young lady we saw driving the tractor, she was a grandchild. I later heard somebody saying, Um, but you know, they're trying to pass this down and keep it going, but sorghum demand has increased. And so they had to figure out how to go from cutting the cane by hand with a machete, yeah, having a horse- Go around in a circle. Which we watched the process. Yes. Of how it worked. And it's
1: pretty amazing even, yes. even how that worked. Basically, they would feed the stalk in. I, it, Mom said it's like your juicer, Lainey. It is. Where you feed it in. The juice comes out into a bucket or yeah. a big barrel. Big barrel, rather, yeah. Um, Going through kind of a cheesecloth, tarpy yeah. kind of thing that it would drip through to get right. any kind of, if there was any of the...
0: And to keep the yellow jackets out that and we're fiercely yellow, wanting yes. to get in.
1: Yeah. Um, and then it's fed through a tube all the way down to the actual mill. Yes. Where they're
0: heating it up. Yeah. Getting the water out. Yeah. And so that with the horse can produce 100 gallons a day of sorghum.
1: Which is pretty is decent
0: lot. in the 60s, 70s,
1: 80s. But now with Demand and population increase. They so had they had to come, to come up, up with something. a machine,
0: and it took them several years to come up with this specialized machine. It looks, it just looks like a tractor. Yeah, but it's specialized in what it's doing. The machine cuts the cane, um, and presses and squeezes the juice out. It's like doing this all at once. This I is know. crazy, and pumps it into a tank that is pulled behind the machine. So that mechanism takes it from not 100 gallons a day but now we're talking 3,000 gallons a day so the tank of juice is taken to the sorghum mill pumped into a holding tank it's preheated like overnight preheated and early the next morning they start boiling it and we got to see the boiling sorghum and I wonder how hot that would have been I mean, it looked really hot. Yeah. I never heard a temperature or anything. But yeah, it's in these massive pans that are just bubbling, boiling. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so then the f- the finished product is cooled and bottled and ready to And pour they literally
1: on. were bottling it yeah. and putting it out right on there. the shelf.
0: Yeah. There was probably some that was probably some grandchildren too at the yeah. very end of the line. So it was fascinating. It really is. To see the process and It was simple yet complicated to me at the same time. But I just am always thinking, who decided this is edible? Let's go with this. Right. Okay. So
1: in the process where we we were seeing the horse go around, they allowed you, they would cut the stalk. Yeah. And he would, the guy that was doing the little tour, um, he said, who wants to taste it? Well, I'm always up for trying something. So he cut a little piece with his pocket knife. (laughs) And handed it to me. And he was like, don't, like, just just kind of chew into it and suck the juice out. Mm. So I did. And so to describe it, the texture was tougher than an apple, but similar to an apple. Okay. In that how, you know how when you chew it, like a little bit of juice starts yes. to come out. Yes. That's how this was. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's wild to me to think who thought. Oh, this is, I mean, maybe it was bees coming around to cut open stalk and they're like, is it sweet? That's true. I don't know. That could have been, you know, bees are always so are wanting to be around sweet, sweet smelling stuff. things. Yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, to juice it, to juice that out. I don't know. It just makes me think, are there things today that exist on this planet that we that could be we could be eating, eating? That we don't know that we could be eating? Yeah. Like, that are like amazing. That we're just... I know
1: it's funny when you think like that. Like somewhere in Vermont, somebody saw this maple tree oozing and like licked it. I don't know. (laughs) To know that maple syrup was in there. I don't know how that all comes about. But...
0: Yeah. Because at some point, somebody's taking a risk. And another thing is the
1: opposite of like, how do we find out things are poisonous? Right. like there's these certain mushrooms you're not supposed to eat because somebody ate one, right?
0: Yeah. Well, it's fascinating stuff. Difficult case study (laughs) to be a part of. You can buy any of this online. I wanted to make sure and let people know. And Muddy Pond has a website. We'll link to that in our show notes. They do ship, but it's just domestically in the U.S. So if you're outside the U.S., so sorry, you're going to have to come visit us. But I wanted to even say to those that are kind of close to Tennessee but aren't going to this area of middle Tennessee where we're talking about they even go this group goes to festivals and does these demonstrations oh that's cool a lot in east Tennessee they are at Dollywood right now okay but they bring the horse and do the demonstration and sell it cool they do a lot in and around the Smoky Mountains which is also east Tennessee but I think they're really trying to spread the information and education of this especially since the demand seems to be Growing, Yeah. Let's know the source of our food. And again, as we've mentioned so many times here, it just makes you appreciate eating anything so much more when you see how difficult it was just to get from what it was to what it's on your plate.
1: Well, and I think it's funny once fancy chefs are on to something like an Edward Lee, you know, all of a sudden a dish is probably super marked up. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yes. <laughs> and it's like a simple ingredient.
0: Right. You know, that you can on get on tonight's special. Right. Yeah, we have... just hear it now. Exactly.
1: Um, if you want to try to incorporate some sorghum, if you order some from Muddy Pond or wherever and you want to incorporate it even in a recipe you already have um, you can substitute sorghum syrup for molasses or corn syrup or honey or maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Any recipe that has that, yeah, you can put the sorghum in. Um, I did read that it's you might want to swap half portions to see how it affects the texture and taste mm-hmm. and play around with it.
0: Yeah, because I'm just sitting here thinking, wonder how it does in tea for those that take honey in their tea. wonder how much it changes that taste. I've never tried that, so...
1: Yeah, that would be a good way to know. Yeah,
0: kind of subtle entry into the sorghum world rather than baking with it and spending a lot of labor and time.
1: Well, I want to make that bacon vinaigrette.
0: That sounds so good. Be making that real soon. That sounds so good. We did. However, leave the Muddy Pond Village property township, whatever you want to call it, without trying the sorghum black buggy beer that we saw. That's right, for. we did
1: see that, and we probably should have at least tasted it. Because I'm cracking up the black buggy, like obviously another Amish thing. Yeah. Anyway,
0: well, it was just a, it was too. We were too checked out. Like we right. And leaving. another
1: thing we saw. Do you remember? Actually, Mom saw was the pappy's. M- Oh my gosh! She saw a truck that was Pappy's moonshine delivery.
0: Yes, moonshine delivery. Yeah, like set it on the truck, and he just <laughs> can deliver. <laughs> so anyway, that I was the was... first actual thing that we saw after coming out with our little sandwiches to sit down. And we at weren't the ready to table. grab a
1: picture, and it was in move. It was moving. Was so like, we, he was on a delivery. We didn't get to see. It. Are
0: we? <laughs> where have we just landed ourselves? goodness this is going to be a day we do some fun outings don't we that was fun That was well really if fun. we've gotten you all
1: interested in some making your fall foods more scrumptious yes with sorghum we have more fun fall outings and food topics that we're going to be covering soon so if you are not following us on instagram mm. you should be yes
0: that's right you
1: really should be because we're going to be showing some fun
0: things well and we're going to put the whole video reel up of this day at muddy pond and show so you the see, process see so. there
1: you should be following us and if you haven't left us a review wherever you get podcast will you do that because that helps other people find us and well they'd have fun sitting at the table too that's right there's so.
0: plenty of room at the table so pull up a chair for somebody else too or share
1: personally with your friends that's always great too
0: yeah okay great topic Thanks for being here with us. We so enjoy our weekly chats with each other that we get to share with you guys. Yes. So peace be with you. And also with y'all.